Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Monument Church Podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. Untold ages past stood a man and a woman in a garden, no clothes, no shame, in front of a tree, ready to embark on the first self-improvement project, self-made religion. Oh, good and evil. We've been studying Colossians, and we've subtitled The God Who Transforms Us. And we spent a lot of the last few weeks going over the things that we really don't help us at all, give us no power to change. Self-made religion, asceticism, we talked about asceticism, these kinds of things. Well, this morning, if the question hasn't already occurred to you, I want us to draw our attention to, well, what does it look like then? How are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to be? And what real hope is there in that? Is there just a good list of things to do and not the bad list? There's so much more than that in this passage. So I want you guys to look with me at Colossians chapter 3. And as we look at this passage, we're going to uh, frame it. I've, I've titled this word, Life Hidden with Christ. Life Hidden with Christ. And we're going to look at the word in three parts. Uh, I'll read verses 1 through 4 first. Uh, we'll read that together. Talk about our priority and security. Then verses 5 through 10, we'll talk about purity unapologetically. And then verse 11, 10 and 11, we'll hit identity and unity. Okay, so these are kind of the frameworks that we're going to work with, okay, going through the passage. So let us read God's word to us together. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Church, the center of our faith is Jesus Christ, crucified and raised, and raised. This same path that he took, the path of self-denial, the path of laying his life down, gentle and lowly of heart, where we find rest for our souls, that's the path that we're called to walk. It is very contra. It's the opposite of self-made religion, is it not? It's the opposite of self-improvement in every way, is it not? It's the opposite of self-preservation, is it not? That's the center of our faith. So that's where this passage starts. And it is so, 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 so important that we get this. Because we're about to get to a list of do's. I don't know about you, I like to-do lists. Because I checked the box, and I got that done, and on we go. My favorite book decades ago was Getting Things Done. David Allen, go read it, it's a great book. If you want to improve your work, it's fantastic. It's not about the do's if we don't understand who we are and who has us, more importantly. So when it says we are hidden with Christ in God, 
We are in him. We are literally, our lives are in him. It says, you died. Guys, that's, uh, you died. No more power to you. No more self-made religion. You died and your life in a very real sense is now hidden with Christ in God. That's why I titled this section, Priority and Security. This is clearly the first thing, first things first, right? This is clearly what we need to most think about. We were thinking about how do we live life? And also, boy, do we need to know that we're safe, don't we? I think this mindset of being with Christ, like finding our identity with him, and I'll say more about the identity, I saved that to the the latter part, but really it runs through the passage. The fact that we belong to him, the fact that we are raised with him, that our whole life is now hidden with him. We need to think more about this. This, I started with that illustration of, um, uh, you know, the man and the woman in the garden, Adam and Eve. Well, what happened when they plucked that fruit? What was the very first thing that happened? Eyes were opened, and they felt shame, and they hid. And they made fig leaves. Hiding is deeply rooted in our nature. We need to hide. Think about it, even with, when, when I was a kid, if I was afraid, the covers came over my head. What difference is that going to make? <laughs> I mean, really? You know? Uh, and then it's not just the, you know, in the fear moments, too, bad dreams and whatever else. It's also when we play games, elementary school. Now, I loved hide and seek. I especially liked it when we had base. If you could get to base, you were safe, right? And then you would play with it, be like, that's base. I'm on base, you know? We hide. We we laugh about it, but the reality is we get a lot more sophisticated as we grow, don't we? If they're hiding. We construct our own narratives around our lives. We minimize our failures. We pump up the things that we do that look good to us. It's self-made, guys. It's self-made. That is not the Christian faith. It is not the Christian walk. And even as we get into the imperatives, the lists of to-dos, the things that we must do, God's standards, he does not lower his standards. He meets them through Christ. And we're hidden in Christ. Then we begin to live out in real life what that looks like. But guys, I want to hang on this point, hidden with Christ. That's where we go for safety. That's where we go for security. Not what we've done well or not at all. We stick with him. He is where we can look to rest. So before I move to the next point, I just want to say, what does it mean to set our minds on things above? Recognizing who we are in Christ, that our life, we died in a very real sense, and now we're hidden with him. It's putting him first. It's thinking of him first. Heavenly things, Things that are transcendent, transcendent truth, what Jesus has done for us. It's not fundamentally about what we do or don't do. It is about who we are in him. So, uh, setting our minds on things above, then it pivots 
in verse 4, in the verses that follow, and not on earthly things. Well, what does it look like to be focused on earthly things? And these kind of echo, when you hear that term earthly things, we should echo, remember, we're, we're taking this book in pieces, so it's easy to forget what came before. Earthly things is an echo of chapter 2. Worldly principles, elementary principles, worldly rules, man-made rules, self-made religion. Okay, so hear that. Not on earthly things. Minds on heavenly things, not on earthly things. So, uh, looking at verse 5, read with me. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, impassion, uh, uh, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Okay. Therefore, verse 5, right up at the front. Therefore. So that's our link, right? When you're reading the scripture, ask the questions. Ask questions of the word as you read through it. Why is this here? Why these words? We just finished being exhorted. You died and your life is hidden with Christ. So set your mind on those things, not on these earthly things. So what earthly things? Well, let's talk about it. And let's talk about it pretty bluntly. That's what Paul does. Sexual immorality. And there's a list of sins here. I don't know about you, this is a little bit jarring. I'm not sure that's what I would have expected. If I was anticipating what Paul was going to write, and I'm all about setting our minds and things above and hidden with Christ, fantastic. Then he gets real on us. And, and not just with the list of sins, with some pretty strong language. Put to death. Put to death. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so what can we learn from this? Well, a number of things. One, if, if we're being told that something needs to be put to death, it must be there. Still. Wait a second. I die, my life's hidden with Christ with God. But guys, our experience, is it not our experience that we continue to be tripped up and tempted and struggle and even fail? Is that not our, it's universal. There is not a sin on this list that I have not dramatically failed in. As a believer, So, when the scripture says, put it to death, there's still something to do. There is work for us to do. There is effort to be exerted. But guys, hear this. It is the hope. It is the difference in life for us from self-made religion. It is not what we do to check the box so that God is happy with us, so we get back in his good graces, so like the Adam and Eve in the garden, we can come see him and not be ashamed. No, it's not based on us. It's because we're hidden with Christ. We are hidden in him, hidden in him, hidden, safe, protected. It's not covers. It's not foolishness. It's not self-constructed narratives. It's hidden in Christ. 
from that position of safety and security, we go at these things. I am not going to keep giving in to that. I'm not going to give in to that lustful look. I'm not going to burst out in anger and malice. And when I do, I run back to Him because my life's already hidden with Him. That's how we read these verses. Do you see the difference from the self-made religion? Do you see the difference from basically the way everyone's living? Everyone has faith in something. It may not be God, but they're putting their faith in something and they're abiding by their list or not. We are different and we reflect the Lord in the way we live. So there is hope in this. There's so much hope in it. It isn't the, oh man, there's my list. I finally got it. No, there's so much hope in these words and invigorating, isn't it? Put to death. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, I was trying to think of illustrations. Like if, if we, you know, our family hates spiders. Most people do. I don't know anybody who's like, oh yeah, there's a spider. They're great. I mean, if there's a spider, I mean, unnamed members of her family are up on the couch, you know, screaming for local boys or dad to get a shoe and take care of business. Like, get it done, right? There is an action that's compelled by the fact that there's a spider. The larger, the exponential of the response, right? (laughs) The bigger and the grotier and everything else. So, man, how much worse than a spider is temptation to sin or sin itself? And yet, how casual can we be when that woman walks by and I look and I look again? What? Put it to death. Put it to death. We don't go there. That's strong language. That's kill language. That's take action language. Again, rooted in the fact that we are hidden in Christ. It's not about performance. It's not about self-made. It's rooted in Him. Oh, there's so much more could be said. Impurity. All, these, all the words, the list is actually meant to um, expand upon. It's not as if Paul's all of a sudden harping on just on sexual immorality. But guys, let's be honest. It's it, multiple other places in Scripture where it's talked about. Thessalonians, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 6. It is the most degrading and shame-inducing. It affects us physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, mentally, all those things that come to a head. So, and it is front and center in our battle. And it's not just a men's battle. It's not. Women too. Emotional adultery, relational. Guys, we, we don't go there. And the standard in scripture, I will say unapologetically, as having this privilege to give you God's word and to speak it to you and to remind you of it as your brother. These are God's standards. They're not mine. They're not ours. It's God's standards. Put to death sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire. When you just want to look, you just want to click, you just want to think about it, you want to dwell on that. No. No. We don't. Anything and everything outside of what God has created for sex to be in marriage between a man and a woman is sexual morality. That's it. That's everything. And boy, that's a lot. And it is. And we need to stand by that. It's very unpopular in our current world. It's very unpopular in our culture. It's not church growth centric. (laughs) 
But this is our hope, guys. There's hope here. It's hope because we get to reflect who we actually are. We died, and now we're hidden with Christ in God. Same thing with the uh, other sin, the list of the other sins that follow. These were more oriented around social, uh, relational sins, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. We, we are, it, it's abandon them. It's leave them. Ab- abandon. Go away. Run away from it. Leave it. Guys, a strong language. Let the language function for you. Let yourself be challenged. Whatever sticks out to you, don't read the list and then lies glaze over. What stings you most from these? It's not comprehensive, but the list, they, actually, they echo Christ's teaching on the same thing. It's what comes out of the heart. And he gives a list of sins in Matthew 15. Same thing. So what stings? What sticks? What's like, hmm, that's the most, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm not reflecting that at all. Or I'm just giving right into that. Let the Spirit of God work in. You guys, when you're reading Scripture, let the Spirit work in your heart that way. Don't just whiz by these lists. Oh, that's not just a list. That's for you. You need to hear that. We need to be confronted, don't we? Because it's the air we breathe. It's the culture we live in. We need to hear that regularly. All right, and then lastly, and I'll only touch this because Caleb's going to give us a lot more on this, is the put off, put on in the passage. It talks about you know, you're putting off the old self. It's echoing this, we die, you died, and now you're hidden with Christ in God. Well, being hidden with Christ in God involves putting on the new self. And it says specifically in the verse, it, spe- it says specifically, have put on the new self, verse 10, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of his creator. It is an ongoing process. We are being renewed. So now the scripture is helping us to see what does it look like to be hidden? Life hidden with Christ looks like this being renewed. You're being renewed. Oh my goodness, that's so encouraging because when we blow it, I'm being renewed. When we stumble for you the billionth time, get back up, I'm being renewed. That's world's difference from everybody else. That's world's difference from self-made religion. That's the Christian life. That's what life hidden with Christ looks like. And that is hope, is it not? Because it's not self-centered. It's not on us and how we do or don't do. We're hidden with Christ. We're being renewed in the image of our creator. There is a reference in this passage back to the beginning. That's not an accident. There's no wasted word in scripture. It's not an accident. All right, so... That is purity. And Caleb will talk more in, the, in, a, in a couple weeks. We'll be going through uh, chapter, uh, verses 12 through 17 about this put on, put off, and clothing ourselves and what it looks like to be among one another. Because guys, guess what? All of this is written in a letter that's written to a, a corporate body, a church in Colossians. This is written to us as a church. It is not individual. You don't go and just do this on your own. We do it together. And there's security and safety and joy in that too. And help, is there not? And help, we hold one another to these standards. We lean forward in this, we challenge one another, we are humble with one another, we confess our sins to God and to Christ and to one another, to encourage one another. They're not to-dos, they're not boxes to check. It's life hidden in Christ. That's corporate life. All right, and that, that is a good segue because the last point is um, identity and unity. 
we're talking about these things in Christ. So let's reread uh, verses 10 and then also 11. And I've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. As Christians, our identity is wholly and fully in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is who we are. We were once dead in our sins, but having been made alive together with Christ, we are hidden now in Him. We, we are hidden in Him. So when we become Christians, our union with Jesus immediately and forever supersedes every other association, real or perceived, ethnic, racial, religious, national, political, occupational, socioeconomic, and or gender. Not in this verse, but the comparable passage, Galatians 3, for as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You hear the same language. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's no male or female, for you are all in Christ. Neither Jew, Greek nor Jew, that's ethnic. Circumcised nor uncircumcised, that's religious association or practice. Barbarian, Scythian, no time to get into the Scythians, but basically they were uncouth and brutal. Terrorist is the qu closest equivalent to ours, jihadist. Yeah, my goodness is right. We just got told in this passage, there's not that or this. Christ in all. Here to help us feel the force of this is my rewrite in modern cultural terms. Here, there is neither native nor immigrant, American or foreigner, conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican, black, white, brown, yellow, white collar or blue collar. But Christ is all and in all. As those whose lives are hidden within Christ, we will not allow any other identity or association to ever absorb who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ is now the controlling feature of who we are. That does not eliminate all the other characteristics, the differences, socioeconomic status and skin color and political preference and culture. Praise God for our differences. Praise God that we are not uniform automatons walking the church dressed identically, <laughs> thinking identically. Man, we are different, and there's a richness in that. That's God's design. You look at Revelation, we don't have time to look at it. Revelations chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. In the end, when the Lord restores all things, who's there? Every ethnicity, every tribe, every tongue. Yes, so God created that. But our overarching identity is in Christ, not in I'm black or I'm white, or I think this way, I'm a libertarian. All superseded, and we need to hear this. We in particular, in this time and place, in our culture, need to hear this truth. 
our identity in Christ and our unity in Christ overrides, but it does not eradicate. We are still who he created us to be, but we are so together. Why? They will know you're my disciples because you love one another. John 13, 35. So when he says Christ is all and in all, guys, it's not about self, self-focus or self-improvement. It's not about my way, my posse, my tribe. It's not about hiding or covering ourselves when our self-improvement plans fail, fall apart. Our lives are all about Jesus, hidden securely with him. So we set our minds on him and live day to day, becoming more like him. That's what life hidden with Christ looks like. So let me close by just trying to summarize application in two categories. We've talked before during Colossians. Colossians was written to believers but it doesn't mean the message isn't also for unbelievers. But I always start with the believers because that's what the, the letter is written to believers. And most of this is applicable if you have already put your faith in Christ. So if you have, hear this, your hope for the future and the power to change now stem from life hidden with Christ. Full stop. So run to him, not from him. Adam and Eve ran from him. We, because of Jesus, run to him. Don't hide from him, hide in him. Don't hide yourself by ignoring, by denying, by preoccupying yourself, by numbing yourself. These are the modern day mental and social fig leaves. And think about that. As silly as it was for them to try to cover themselves and hide from God Almighty, creator of everything, is as silly as it does for us in our, when we construct our perfect you know, Instagram lives and narratives that we think by. Don't hide there, hide in him. Hide in him, come to him daily as you are, knowing your life is securely hidden to him so you can live a day to day, absolutely certain of his love for you and his power to help you to change in the real world. Now, finally, to unbelievers, the very first word in this passage in chapter three was if. If then you have been raised with Christ. So if you're an unbeliever, you're in that you haven't been raised yet. And so I want to invite you. If that is not yet you, this whole passage is an invitation to you to join us. Not because we're something special, but let me tell you, you want a hiding place? Join us. Broken and dislocated and failures though we are, we are hidden in Christ. Oh, would you be with us? Oh, would you experience that joy too? Come be hidden with Christ fully protected and secure. You know, not for nothing in the middle of that sin passage, it said, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. We don't hear a lot about God's wrath anymore. We need to hear that because it's right. And my words right behind that to you are, 
You don't want to be without a hiding place when that wrath comes. The good news is the hiding place is here. It's in Jesus because he bore the full brunt of God's wrath for our sins. Every sinful look, every sinful word on the cross. And he was raised for our justification. That means to be made right and proclaimed right with God. Here we are. So that's the way we live. So if you haven't yet put your faith in Christ, I can't make it any more winsome for you. Please turn. Turn to him. Turn from your sin and run to him and join us in hiding life in him. Come as you are. He will wash you clean and keep you hidden in him. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening. Monument is a growing church pointing people to Jesus and planting churches in the greater D.C. area. For more sermons or information, please hop on to www.monumentchurchdc.com.